This is Shane Gibson's podcast from ClosingBigger.net. I'm actually doing this podcast live from the fall conference for the Educational Research Development Corp, or the ERDI conference. And this is conferences for school superintendents and directors, as well as their technology partners across Canada. And it's focused on how technology is impacting education, how to implement it, uh, best practices. Um, I spoke last year at this time uh, at, in Blue Mountain, Ontario, for the same group, talking about how social media is going to impact and is impacting education. And so it was interesting to be invited back to sit on this panel. This particular panel I sat on was called The Technology Implementation Over the Last 20 Years in Our Schools. That was the topic. It was spearheaded by a great talk by Thomas Greaves. And Thomas is the co-author of a book called, as I'm scrolling through um, my uh, site here, ah, co-author of America's Digital Schools. And then he also spearheaded in, with a number of other partners uh, and some great sponsors, including organizations like Apple, is a, something called Project Red. They looked at 997 schools. Uh, kindergarten through grade 12 in the United States, and 136 different variables in regards to technology implementation and use. They found nine key best practices or variables which drastically affected, in a positive way, the outcomes of the application of technology in schools. Here's what I found interesting, is the schools that applied some or all of these principles, and I believe that only one school or the whole group or one district um, was actually able to apply all nine strategically and comprehensively, but even those that were able to apply three or four or five of these, these key variables, these schools outperformed in multiple areas equivalent schools, equivalent demographics, equivalent funding that didn't implement technology at all or, or effectively. And so we found interesting, something that I found most interesting, of course, because I always look at, not always, but often look at things through a social media lens, um, was the fact that as we looked at this, uh, kids who were able to use search on an ongoing basis in the classroom and be connected through social networks with their peers, their teachers, and the outside community outperformed those that weren't able to do that. And in fact, one of the major indicators, one of those nine key variables, was access to search on a regular basis. And they found that the more kids use search in the classroom, the more and more effective they became, even through standardized testing, but particularly around project-based type assignments uh, that they were given uh, from their teachers and collaborated with their peers on. So quite an exciting study. Uh, definitely you want to Google uh, Project Red and you want to check out uh, Mr. Greaves and, and the great work he's been doing, uh, especially, and even pick up a copy of his book, America's Digital Schools. But here's, here's where it gets kind of interesting is that, okay, we've all talked about the fact that we need to use social media. And the big question that came back from the panel, and by the way, the rest of the panel had some great people on it. Uh, Dr. Michael Goldberg, who's an economist uh, and a fellow Vancouverite, uh, as well as Martin Keist, who's the president of the school division for Pearson Education. And he had some incredible insights uh, around what he talked about as networked intelligence. That is not just about putting computers together or giving kids access to the web. There's a level of networked intelligence when learners and teachers can connect in an instant digitally. So then, of course, uh, Linda Fabi, who's director of education for the Waterloo, Waterloo School District. And uh, sorry, Waterloo District School Board. And she had some really good insights because she was an on-the-ground um, director of education for a major school board and talked a little bit about you know, best practices and challenges and the things that they really face in implementing technology across the board. So then the question gets pushed back to me, both 
on the panel, uh, as well as after the session and at networking functions and even um, at our, you know, our fun event after. And that was, this is great, Shane. We want to use social media in our schools, but how do we do it? How do I, as a superintendent or a director, education director, or a group of principals, collaboratively sit down and decide that, hey, we're going to implement the use of social communications technologies and collaboration technologies in our district across the board? So I've kind of mapped out uh, in the blog post that goes along with this podcast, I've written these down, but I've mapped out really seven key areas that you want to look at or steps you want to take in implementing social media into a school district. So number one, this is my thoughts, is start with a social media policy for district staff. Uh, and this is for from senior executives right down to principals and teachers. And then build a separate but complementary social media policy um, that applies to students, volunteers, parents, and any other stakeholders that would be involved in social communications and interacting uh, or contributing to the social communications within the school district. Why we need a social media policy is if you don't have a social media policy and you just put iPads in the hands of your kids and you give them access to search and and you ask the teachers to weigh in and use these tools, uh, if you don't have a social media policy and guidelines, it's like giving your kids the keys to the car with no driving lessons and no curfew and wondering what went wrong. And so it's really important, and not just for the kids, by the way. I say it's like giving to your kids. You can do the same thing with senior executives in an organization, encourage them to get social, but not have a policy or framework and then wonder why things go bad. So, number one, start with that. Number two, have a series of initial buy-in sessions for staff at all levels. You may want to start at the senior level, but I I wouldn't suggest taking too long not to get out in the field and engage all staff en masse with a buy-in session. Um, I call this particular session that I do for my clients the rules of engagement. And really what it's about, it's about showing them both the scope and also the level of, of of how far technology and social technologies are already embedded in the lives of our stakeholders, our students, our parents, our teachers. And so really dispelling some of the myths and fears around the social web, really showing them what the potential is, and give them an idea of the core rules of engagement and best practices so that when you begin to push forward and implement in various areas of your organization, you don't have that pushback due to misconceptions. Number three, Put together a step-by-step strategy to implement social media at the school board level. This is the senior level. If you're not doing this as a director from an education perspective or you're the CTO of the school district um, or you're the superintendent and you're not using social media but you're pushing it on the schools saying you should do it, I really think it's important that you walk your talk. That if you're not doing it, why should they? So number four, plus there's no way you can really help or assist them or work with them or problem solve or collaborate and really leverage it effectively if you're not involved. So number four, collaboratively work with principals and teachers to build an implementation plan at the school level. So, and my suggestion is to start with a few pilot schools. This is not unlike if I'm doing this with a group of car dealers. We're not going to do all 20 at once. Um, We're going to educate them get them to buy in, but the hands-on implementation will be done with two or three. Why? Well, number one, you you begin to unearth some best practices and also discover some assumptions, but you're not discovering these assumptions times 100 schools. You're discovering these assumptions maybe within the first 10, finding a solution so that you can ramp up more effectively, more efficiently, and more economically within the rest of your district. So number four Number five, excuse me, is each plan should involve training in both policy, the rules of engagement, online learning best practices, and the key tools that are used by today's digital citizens. And this includes, but not limited to, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, and social search and social media monitoring. So some of this training, by the way, which is, this came up, 
was there are many students who are, are very knowledgeable and are using these tools effectively to collaborate already. So some of these best practices could actually be identified amongst the student base already. And we could actually engage some of these students, actually help teach the teachers to use these tools as well. So it doesn't have to be just teachers teaching students. I think they have to collaboratively look at applying best practices and that resources existing in some of these schools as well. So that's one other factor that we might want to think about. So number six is develop curriculum at the student level to make sure they're social media literate. And I think this, this is really important is that it's not just about knowing how to use Facebook or Twitter, but understanding online etiquette, um, understanding how our social graph aff- affects our future college potential and employment, uh, safety, security, uh, and of course the value of collaboration and positive social communications and the impact it can have on their grades, the rewards from contributing to really the digital society they're part of. And number seven, talking about rewards, is reward collaborators and contributors at all levels. Make sure you have a recognition process in place and make sure that actually part of their grading and part of their success is impacted by their level of participation and contribution. So there's a lot more to this process, but the key opportunity and core ingredient for success in using social media, and this is the most important message I would have for whether you're a teacher or you're a CEO, is from a learning perspective, and especially building capacity within your team, whether your team are students or staff in an organization, is that the real secret sauce here is bi-directional communications and collaborations. In other words, two-way communications, it's not about talking at our students anymore. Uh, It really never has been, Um, but it's not about talking at them. It's actually creating that two-way dialogue between them, us, and each other, and collaborating. That's the huge benefit of these tools. So when we look at this, is um, one of the things Marty Keast from Pearson had said, is it's really about networked intelligence. It's not just about networking people together per se to share information, but it's that combined intelligence that really helps the learning environment. So I think sort of one last part to think about, and I think this is really important, is that social media is simply, and social communications tools are just that, they're just tools. You need to have a solid implementation process in place. And a big part of that is educating people on the rules of engagement, the core policies, and really how to use these tools effectively. And then have a series, a set of social media guidelines and framework in which people work. And I think if we do this, we can avoid, number one, um, you know, unfortunate errors around privacy, um, student issues around bullying, uh, but also waste of time by both teachers and students. Uh, and in, in essence, having a plan of attack and having a social media policy in place backed up with good, solid education is really what's going to take to roll social media into a school district or, in my opinion, any organization. So again, this is Shane Gibson's podcast from ClosingBigger.net. If you want to learn more about ERDI, you can go to ERDI. Ca. Uh, in addition to this, if you want to learn more about Project Red, you can go to projectred.org. Again, this is Shane Gibson's podcast from closingbigger.net.